Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Don't forget, you can follow her on Facebook at The Greyhound Girl. Hi everyone. On this episode of the podcast, I catch up with young up-and-coming South Australian trainer Maddie Schultz, who got her very first winner at Gawler last week with Rage Quit leading all the way from Box 8. We had a chat about what it was like to get her first winner, how she got involved in greyhound racing, her favourite dog, Wow, She's Fast, and some helpful advice for anyone looking to pick up the lead and collar. I hope you enjoy this episode. We'll start firstly with your very first winner as a trainer with Rage Quit getting up at Gore the other day. I mean, I can only imagine how excited you were because, you know, you just sound so much like me. But how did you feel? <laughs> um, I kind of just, oh, I don't know. It was a bit like I was obviously excited, but I guess I was a little bit in shock as well. Um, I guess I kind of got to a point where I thought that it was it was not going to happen. Um um, but yeah, I was very, very excited and very proud of him. He's such a good boy, and yeah, just over all the emotions got the better of me. And it- yep. Yep. He went into the race, you know, sort of as a fairly short price and, you know, in the end it was probably a bit of a, a bit of an easy watch for you. We got to the front fairly quickly and, and that was it. So yeah, did, were you just saying keep going? <laughs> yeah, I was, <laughs> uh, as the boys say, I was riding him home, <laughs> whipping, him, whipping him home. Yep. Um, I knew he'd get a little bit tired towards the end because he had a he had a month off um, just due to injury and whatnot. So he, he that was only his second start back. So I did expect him to get tired, which is exactly what happened. But down the back, he he took off and put enough of a gap that that didn't matter too much towards the end. Yep, and you got a nice um, second as well with Shrinking, who's been you know pretty consistent as well. So hopefully he yeah. can um, break through shortly for another win. Yeah, she's 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 yeah probably one of my most consistent dogs. Um, yeah, she's starting to find herself again after some wrist injuries, so yeah, right. that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Who um who else have you got uh, got in your kennel? Like Ambrose Bale runs second as well. I mean, you've got dogs yeah. that sort of have been consistent. You just needed that yeah. breakthrough. <laughs> yeah, I've got um well I've got fired up Finn as well. Um, I've had him in um some pretty tough races. He's out injured at the moment. Um, but yeah, he, he was in, uh, the Murray Bridge Cup heats and he ran second in those. Um, he was in the Mount Gambier Cup heats and he ran third in that. And then I put him in the consolation of the Mount Gambier Cup. He also ran third in that. Um, and yeah, so he's been, he's been a pretty consistent dog for me as well, um, until he got injured. Um, but yeah, I've got, I've got some, some pretty good dogs that, you know, they just, they just haven't had the luck of winning, yep. but they've, you know, been running me places. Like Emily Sharon, the same. Nine times out of ten, they will run me places. So, yep. Yeah, nice. And you're off to uh, off to Gawler tomorrow with you know the three that we just spoke yeah. about. Is there one in yes. particular that you think is your best hope? Um, oh, Gawler's very hard at the moment. Um, getting around Gawler's pretty pretty difficult to do if you're not a you know 2260 kind of dog yeah right um obviously rage quit he's always a chance um especially drawn either close to the rail or out wide 
he doesn't like to be really jammed up in the middle middle kind of boxes. Um, but seven or eight or one or two is normally, from what I've I've looked at, um, suits him better. So he's probably a chance if he can get across. Um, but it's a full field of eight, so he, he might struggle a little bit. But he's probably the better better chance. Yeah, nice. And have you got any coming through as well? Any youngsters that haven't raced yet? Um, no, I haven't got any youngsters coming through, but I've got uh, a couple that are coming back from um, Broken Hawks. Um, one's actually in on Wednesday, bullying. Um, so he's coming back from a Broken Hawk, and then I've got Raptor as well that are coming back from Broken Hawks. But, yeah, so don't have any youngsters at the moment, but <laughs> yep. I do have a couple that are going to come back into work um, that have just been injured. Yeah, nice. How for anyone that doesn't know, what sort of um, what sort of work do you have to put into a dog? And obviously, you know, it depends on how bad it is. But what sort of yeah, work have you had to put into a dog coming back from a broken hock? Um, yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and exactly what you said. It is it is very different. Um, it, the, every dog heals differently and I guess bullying and raptor are two very big examples of that bullying had probably the uh, what the vet told me was the worser of the two um but he's he's recovered a lot quicker and he's come back a lot quicker um whereas I'm still still having a little bit of issues with um with raptor but basically it's just just taking your time really not pushing them to to try and get them back any quicker than they they need to come back. Yeah. Um, I, you know, wasn't running them and everything straight away when it was recommended. Um, sort of just waited that extra week just to be 100% sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just about, you know, just stretching them out re- and rehabilitating them. So, you know, I paint them every day with, you know, some, some stuff to – to help with their bones and their healing and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, right. So yeah, it's just it's just about yeah making sure that they're <laughs> they're a hundred percent and trying to keep as much soreness away from them as possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so tell me, take me back to the start. How did you get involved in greyhound racing, and when did you realise you wanted to become a trainer? Um, I've been involved. My mum has been involved with greyhound since I was. Oh, I reckon I would have been about eight eight or nine um so my mum's always really been involved in them um and she's you know got her own got her own dogs and I sort of I've always been interested in them but I kind of led more towards my other my other passion which um was firefighting so yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I sort of lent more towards that for a, for a long period of time, and I still I still do it 100. percent Haven't completely given it up. It's something I will never be able to 100 percent give up. But yeah. um, I've always just I just love the 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 dogs, like their their nature, their just just everything. I absolutely love everything about them. So I kind of wanted to be able to sort of do 50 50 with you know a career that I love, but also the dogs that I love too so um it was probably oh I've had I ended up you know Katie and getting my handler's license on my birthday last year um and then I got my trainer's license in February this year yep 
Yeah, nice, so, nice. Yeah. Other than your mum, has there been anyone else, you know, that you've sort of, um, you know, been able to bounce things off as a bit of a mentor and pick their brain about, you know, getting the best out of your dogs? Um, there's there's obviously lots of people that I, um, I sort of watch and I, you know, ask questions where I can and I watch what other people do and I sort of... Obviously, you've got to gauge. Every dog's different. You've got to gauge with that. But, you know, I've got a good support system here. I've got my mum. I've got Jack. I've got, you know, all of those all those people around me. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's just any one person, though. It really is a, a, a big support a big support around here. And, you know, I, you know, bounce ideas off of Tony and, like, Tony Rasmussen. And, yeah. you know, he, he's been a help as well. It's, yeah, it's really like so many different people I wouldn't even be able to list them all. (laughs) (laughs) And would that sort of be your advice for any sort of young person, not even a young person, just maybe someone new to the sport, you know, like you just said, you know, go to the track, watch what they do and, and try and ask as many questions as they can? Yeah, absolutely. And sort of don't be afraid to ask either, you know, like, some people will sort of stand back and, and be afraid to ask and there are no silly questions. Yep. <laughs> only only the ones you don't ask is, is um, what I've always been told. Um, so, yeah, just really like, you know, pay attention, take everybody's advice on board. Just because you take their advice on board doesn't, though, mean that that's what's best for your dogs, but that means that you, you've got it in the bag for later on as well because, like, like we said, all dogs are different. Yep. Is there any sort of maybe one or two pieces of advice that you've been given that, you know, have really stuck with you and worked well for you? Um, not off the top of my head, but more so I guess, you know, mum's always said you've got to do what you feel is right and if you don't feel that it's right, then don't do it. Um, so someone might give you a piece of advice and you go oh I don't know how I feel about that always go with your gut always go with what you feel um because obviously you're with your dogs every day and and you know what they what they can handle and what they can't but that's not saying it's a bad piece of advice it's just saying for that dog it may not work yep yep all right I've got a couple of um rapid fire questions that um I want to ask you what yep. um do you have a favorite dog of all time can be your own or, or just one that you've seen I think we all know who that one is <laughs> I do love Shani I can't not <laughs> I can't not watch Shani I was just I just I think I just asked that question because I wanted you to say it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes I do love Shani I was very very thrilled when she was over here in SA because she was staying um at Jack's property oh wow oh, yeah God. so I was super happy about that yep <laughs> um, yep and nice. then, you know, getting to go over and pat her in the kennel house and whatever else. You know, she's such, just such a beautiful dog and she just, yeah, I, I, her race has just never ceased to amaze me. She just does stuff that you you just think is just almost impossible. Yep, yep. Actually, someone said to me the other day, they're like, oh, you know, it's like she just knows when it's a big race because obviously yeah. the, uh, the one that I remember the most is the most recent Phoenix where, you know, she wasn't, she was spoken about, obviously, but she wasn't one of the preferred ones just because of where she was boxed and everything. And it was like she come out and went, well, I'm going to show you why yeah, you shouldn't you. underestimate me. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just like hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's, yeah, a hundred percent. I was watching her race um, 
the other night too and I think there was every we were all at Angle Park watching and I think that everyone in the room just went <laughs> all at the same time yep, yep. I think um, a lot of most people around Australia probably did the same thing. but she's such a she's such a lovely dog like um and she's very well loved and and rightly so she 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 absolutely deserves every single bit of it yep yeah nice um do you have a favorite track that you like to to go to and race at um i do like gula um i haven't really been a lot of other places in like i've been to broken hill um but that's pretty much it that's out of sa yep um, but I do, I do like Gula, the Gula track. I pro- that's probably my preferred track. If I can get a dog there, um, then I, I'll, I'll probably take them there over any other track. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, do you have a favourite sire? Uh, no, I don't think I do. I don't. Yeah, I haven't really gotten into the breeding side of yeah, no fair um, enough side of things. So yeah. I haven't really looked too much into that, to be honest. Yeah, I just I did want to ask you too about um, Victor Damien. I mean, I've I've asked a couple of people that I've interviewed from SA this question, but has he sort of you know become a bit of a flagship dog for your state? There, the fact that you know he has travelled in a state and sort of you know, being successful. Yeah, what's um, what's it sort of like a, in SA having him there? Is Because I sort of refer to him sort of what Tommy did for WA, sort of just puts you guys on the map a little bit more and gives you a bit more attention. Yeah, no, he's, defi- he's definitely done that and he's he's an absolutely beautiful dog as well. Um, he's... He's he's definitely um, a crowd a crowd favorite <laughs> um, um, and even you know race callers they absolutely love him. Um, I don't think anyone anybody um, in SA can really doubt his abilities. Just a he's another one of those dogs that you sort of sit back and go, damn! If anyone could have done that, geez, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's he's just his ability is is second to none, and you know there's there's not there's not a lot of dogs that you can watch that you know excite you like that you know you're just excited to see what they're going to do each week because each week they're doing something extraordinary basically yep yep and you know I've, I've said this to Lisa on numerous occasions but I'm like I really hope he cracks I know he's won a big race at Wentworth Park but I'm like I hope he cracks one of the you know really big races I said I just think that would be so good for South Australia if he could just yeah. crack one of the big ones and everyone sort of just goes wow you know that's a SA dog and yeah yeah I think SA flies a little bit under the radar it a does. lot of the time too yeah and- it you know, does. it does. It does really, really help to have you know, you know, a dog like Damien, and he's he's just yeah, he's he's um, like amazing. You just can't, <laughs> you can't. Yeah, there's yeah. not much more you can you can really say. He just you you just watch him and you're just amazed. <laughs> yep, no, definitely. And what are your goals? Sort of, you know, do you set yourself goals like, you know, now that you've cracked your first winner, like, you know, what are you sort of your short term goal? And you know, do you think to yourself, oh, you know, I'd I'd love to, you know, have a dog to to be in such and such race one day or or win a big race one day? Oh yeah, absolutely. Obviously, you know, everyone wants to have you know that one dog that, or you know, a couple of those dogs if you can. <laughs> um, you know that can win those races um but for, for the time being you know i i sort of am focusing on you know the more the feature races that aren't you know those those bigger group you know group one races group two races um 
sort of focusing, yeah, more on those feature races at the moment, um, and sort of see if I can get one of one of the one of the dogs that I have, you know, through that. And you know, I thought Finn was <laughs> Finn was pretty close a couple of those times, yep. um, uh, just a bit unlucky, um, and hoping that he can come back and you know be at his at his full potential again um but if not that's you know that's what happens with injury <laughs> yep yep is there one in particular that you know you'd love to win one day like you know the Adelaide Cup or, or something like that I don't think at this present point in time I have one that would um but you know I guess Finn was really one that I you know thought could definitely do if there was any of my dogs that I'd pick to be able to win a race like that it would be him yep. um but he's he certainly can't run the times that um <laughs> dogs in the Adelaide Cup can <laughs> run but you know he's certainly proving a lot of people wrong with you know placing in in cup heats and and whatever else and you know when he comes back we'll see whether he can he can do that all over again yeah nice well I suppose look at what Buzz Junkie did what was I think it's like That's right. 61 dollars or something he yeah. paid <laughs> so you know <laughs> People, under, people underestimate the rank outsider sometimes exactly. and sometimes that rank outsider comes and shows you why you shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it, is, is, it is greyhound racing though and anything can happen is what I think um, is something that people should understand is, you know, you can't control what happens and, you know, exactly what happened to Shani the other day. Yep. We all thought she had it in the bag and, you know, stuff happens and, here yeah. we are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's why I say to people, like, you know, if people make a, a certain final or something and they're a, a big price, whatever, I see a lot of people drop their head and get disheartened. And I said, look, I've seen some weird things happen in greyhound yep. racing. I said the favourite could, you know, miss it, slip on the 100%. mat. You know, there's a mix-up. I said, you know, you're there. And I think that's, yeah, I, I, you know, it sort of gets me a bit upset when I see people go, oh, you know, we're just here to make up the numbers. We've got no chance. I said, yeah. well, I've seen weirder things happen. <laughs> well, Finn is a perfect example of that. Going into the Mowbridge Cup heats and even the Mount Gambier heats, you know, he was paying like $81. Wow. Um, yeah, like he was paying $81. And even with his track record at Angle Park, you know, he's, he's a Thursday night dog. Um, yeah even with his track record, he was still paying $81 going into those. And yet, you know, he ran second in the heats at Murray Bridge. He ran third in the heats at Mount Gambier and third in the Consolation Cup. But going into all those, he was paying 81 61 like all those high prices. Yep. And all the low-price dogs were further back in the field. So it just proves that it doesn't matter what the – the price of your dog is it's about the ability of your dog and how your dog runs on the day yep yep and they don't know their price they don't know that they're you know 60 to 1 or 70 to 1 100% if I looked at Finn and went Finn you're paying 81 dollars today you better not run like an 81 dollar dog he'd look at me and go what thanks for listening to this episode of the Greyhound Girl podcast and for your ongoing support of not only this podcast but of Greyhound Racing in general. Remember, you can follow Dimity at the Greyhound Girl on Facebook.